0: When we see that the first and most foundational book of the bible can be trusted in all matters including science it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired word all the way to revelation i'm frank sherwin zoologist and research associate with the institute for creation research join me for today's show of science scripture and salvation first peter 3:15 says But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. We at the Institute for Creation Research would like to challenge our listeners to know why they believe what they believe, especially when it comes to our origin and our destiny. Well, everybody has a worldview that is a, a philosophical or a biblical outlook on life. Evolutionism and Christianity are competing worldviews. They start with different presuppositions. But Christianity and science are not. We emphasize that the Bible and science go together beautifully. There is no problem. What you believe determines what you think. And what you think dictates what you do. And what you do dominates your life. It was the cover of Newsweek magazine not too many years ago that described the decline and fall of Christian America. Barna Research reports the percentage of U.S. adults claiming to be Christian has dropped from 89% in 1989 to 78% in 2009. In 2014, the number was 70.6%, according to Pew Forum. Today, over 23% of the nation is classified as having no religion. The secularization of America is accelerating. While church attendance is strong, the people inside have less and less influence over education, law, and especially culture. Unless the tide turns, America will be as secular as Britain. The issue of origins especially reveals this war of the world views. Well, what is science? Well, science is a systematic study of natural phenomena based on experimental investigation. It includes three areas—being able to be observed, testable, and repeatable. And certainly that's not a problem with a Bible-believing creation scientist. But when it comes to a purely secular explanation for the origin of people, one might be reminded of a fairy tale— the fairy tale of the beautiful princess who kisses the frog and instantaneously the frog becomes a handsome prince. And we smile at that fairy tale, but all we have to do is add enough time and all of a sudden a frog, which is an amphibian, turning into a prince, which is a human, turns into science according to secular evolution. All that is added is 600 million years. Well, that's not science. That, too, is a fairy tale. Speaking of very rich and imaginative stories, John Long, who is an evolutionary uh, scientist, writing in his book The Rise of Fishes, which was published in 2011, said on page one, step by step, as fishes evolve more complex biologies, they became closer to settling on a body plan that would one day empower them to leave the water and invade land. As early land animals, these highly evolved fishes would eventually be capable of laying hard-shelled eggs, later developing fur and upright postures, and one day building cities around the globe. We would like to emphasize that this is not a scientific description by any means— but it is a description of a secular worldview. When you show an individual a picture of a man sitting in an easy chair in a lush living room, the evolutionist would maintain that everything in that room was created except for the most complex entity, that man sitting in the easy chair. Certainly if there's a painting in the room, that demands a painter. And that the lamps and the couches require a lamp maker and a couch maker. Ironically, the most complex thing in the room is that individual, and that's the one thing that the evolutionists said don't need any kind of creator or designer. That complex individual came about by time, chance, and natural processes, according to the evolutionary worldview. Well, when we compare creation and evolution, we find that evolutionists said, like Dan Jones in 2010, the remarkable diversity of life on Earth stands as grand testimony to the creativity of evolution. Over the course of a half billion years, natural selection has fashioned wings for flight, fins for swimming, and legs for walking, and that's just among the vertebrates. Creation scientists at ICR kind of fine-tuned that statement to give glory to the creator and not the creation when we said, The remarkable diversity of life on earth stands as grand testimony to the creativity of God. Over the course of the six-day creation week, he has fashioned wings for flight, fins for swimming, and legs for walking, and that's just among the vertebrates. We worship the creator and not the creation. That's the difference in these competing worldviews. Now it's time for a short break. Stay with us. The design of the human body inspires awe and fascination, and for good reason. It's made up of so many different parts and systems all working together for a greater purpose. Check out our book Guide to the Human Body to discover astonishing facts about the construction of the cell, the mechanics of hands and feet, and the incredible abilities of the brain. Published by the Institute for Creation Research, Guide to the Human Body will answer questions you didn't even know you had. How do our eyes give us sight? How does a baby take its first breath? What happens to the human body in outer space? Guide to the Human Body's full-color images and easy-to-read format shows our amazing design points to the ultimate designer, God. Order your copy from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. As we talk about the war of the worldviews and who we are going to give our allegiance to, whether it be time, chance, and natural processes, that's evolution, or plan, purpose and special creation, that's the biblical account of our origins, we see more and more quotes that divide the two camps in this War of the World Views. Such as the cover of Scientific American, July of 2011, where it said, Evolution has packed 100 billion neurons into our three-pound brain. Creation scientists say, The Creator has packed 100 billion neurons into our three-pound brain. This is the War of the World Views in action. An atheist is someone who believes that's scientifically absurd, and that is that nothing created everything. Furthermore, when it comes to evolution, we find that evolution is a faith that unknown chemicals came together in an unknown way, at an unknown place, at an unknown time, using an unknown process to produce life. Everything about evolution, it seems, is unknown, Ironically, this is what is being taught to the next generation using our tax dollars in American public schools. In 1859, Charles Darwin published his infamous On the Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection. What was unique about this book was the fact that nowhere in its pages did Charles Darwin actually describe the origin of the species. It turns out Darwin's book was popular because it explained creation, without a creator. And this is what is now being taught in American public schools. Not only in the classrooms, but this war of the world views is also found in the courts, and sad to say, also in the churches. Creation science is based upon Genesis chapter 1, written by one who was there in the beginning. We don't have to appeal to many millions of years to make our case. In fact, we read in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. According to the priest Zacharias, God has been speaking through his holy prophets ever since the world began, not beginning billions of years after it began. In his temple sermon, the apostle Peter preached that God had been promised someday to restore all things which God hath spoken By the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. Acts chapter 3 and verse 21. So, what we find is just thousands of years ago, God created God's prophets and the worlds at the same time. God creating the worlds and people is not separated by billions of years, they were a synonymous event. We read that God has created in the fourth commandment in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them is, and rested the seventh day. We find that the fourth commandment is critical in the six-day creation. The Jewish holiday, Yom Kippur, means Day of Atonement, the same Hebrew word used in Genesis. Yom always means a normal 24-hour day when used with a number, as in, the evening and the morning were the fifth day. It does not mean, for example, back in the day. Although some people may say Genesis days were undefined times, nobody can say the Bible leaves them undefined. It does not. God is not the author of confusion. He wants us to clearly know and understand. Scripture says day and means day. We also read in Genesis chapter 1 that God created after their kind. He uses a phrase or variations of this phrase 10 times in Genesis 1, showing that there is no evolution that took place. God created after their kind. For example, where did domestic dogs come from? Well, according to evolution, back in 2015, in Current Biology publication, the secular author said, The origin of domestic dogs is poorly understood, but creation scientists maintain dogs have always been dogs. You can trust Genesis for your origin. You can trust the Bible for your destiny. God was there in the beginning. We can understand and learn from His Word. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast, subscribe to Science, Scripture, and Salvation on iTunes. Also, do us a favor and rate and review the show so that more listeners can find us. Thanks for listening and God bless.